listening to Positively Prepped, a podcast for teachers. I'm your host, Rebecca Rodriguez. I love being a teacher, but now I work from home. I'm here to talk about how you can systematically, effectively, and positively prep your teacher life so you too can feel balanced, happy, and in control of your life at school and at home. told you all before that my first year of teaching was pretty overwhelming. I had four preps, an overloaded schedule. I was teaching on an emergency certificate, so I hadn't really had a lot of training. And I wasn't finished with my master's program, which meant I was still writing papers and attending classes. I was convinced that I had no time to write out my lesson plans. I was lucky to be a day ahead of the classes that I was even teaching sometimes. One day, I had written on my calendar for the day to teach preterite irregulars to my Spanish 2 classes. That was kind of it, that's all I wrote. The class walked in, I looked at them, and I realized I had no idea where to even start. I didn't know what to say or do with them to teach those preterite irregulars. In that moment, I realized that Writing down what I wanted to do that day wasn't quite enough if I wasn't being smart. I changed my plans midstream and then I spent my day preparing that lesson for the next day of class. I know that that year I was a successful teacher. My students passed their tests, I created good relationships with them and my colleagues. But I learned quickly that planning smarter is planning better. Join me today as we discuss how to create a smart lesson plan and why writing smart lesson plans can help you to be an amazing teacher. In last week's episode, number 19, The Power of Writing It Down, we talked about how a lesson plan is a general outline of your teacher goals. In that episode, we talked all about how writing down our goals helps us to be more successful when we want to accomplish those things. When we write them down, we have a better success rate and a better concept of what it is we're trying to achieve. And a lot of studies have shown that by writing our goals down, we have a better chance of achieving those goals. So if we think about our lesson plans as a goal, then we're going to want to write them down. But that's not it. If we just write down, I want to teach the preterite, like I told you in my story about my lesson planning early on, it doesn't always work. We need to have a SMART goal. A SMART goal is where we are defining and really being vivid in our planning. Another thing to consider when we're talking about our goals is how to really create that SMART goal for ourselves and our students. And that's something that we need to realize is kind of a map to our desired outcome. If you have a vague or an ambiguous goal, it's like kind of just saying, yeah, you're gonna turn right up ahead. If we don't know exactly where to turn right, we could end up completely in the wrong location. We need to be very specific. You will turn north on this street and go for two blocks, then you're there. We want to be very clear in our goal statements because we want to be very clear what our desired outcome is. 
Setting SMART goals means that you can clarify those ideas and focus your efforts to really achieve your goals and to allocate your time in a way that's going to make sure that you get the most return for your money or your time. It has the highest chance of achieving your goals as well. Why would we spend our time and effort working towards a goal that our students can't achieve or will get nothing out of because we didn't really define what it was we were trying to do? Making sure that we're setting great goals helps us to accomplish what we really are trying to do or the outcomes that we're trying to accomplish because we have taken time to really clarify what we want to achieve and the course of action that we're going to take to achieve it. Writing our lesson plans is our process to write our goals and how we plan to achieve those goals in our classrooms. So yes, we need to write down those goals, our lesson plans, but we also need to be very clear and concise in what the outcome is that we're trying to write down and achieve. So how do we write SMART lesson plans? Before we go into that, I'd like to do our unpaid sponsorship. Today for our unpaid sponsorship, I would like to give a shout out to Pilot G2 Pens. I don't know if you have ever had a favorite pen or a pen that you just love, but I do. I love my G2 Pens. They come in size 7 and size 10, but both are great, but I really love the 7 because it is so precise. G2 Pens are a ballpoint pen that write so smoothly. They don't run out of ink quickly, and they look great on paper. They have a grip on each pen that I love. It makes it comfortable to hold, easy to grip, and I can grade all my papers. I can write all my lesson plans. I can do all of that stuff without getting uncomfortable. Also, if you really love your pen, they sell refills instead of having to constantly buy a new pen, and you can just put the insert in and continue using the same one. Did I mention that they have multiple colors for these pens as well? Uh, well, they do. It's a great, affordable pen, and I love mine. I literally hide my pen when I have substitutes. I don't let students borrow my pen because you know it's not coming back. Thank you, Pilot, for making a great, affordable pen. They are my favorite. I literally love it. Thanks, Pilot. Okay, now back to our regularly scheduled program. As teachers, I think that we often talk about SMART goals. I think that we are aware that writing a SMART goal is one of the best ways to create a goal that is defined, clear, concise, and it is a great way to create a goal that we can be successful in accomplishing. SMART is an acronym that stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Relevant, and Timely. When we are talking about lesson plans as a goal statement, we want to make sure that our lesson plans are also SMART. So let's talk about how we can make our lesson plans SMART goals. Ways to make our lesson plans specific. To make our lesson plans specific, they need to be clear and vivid. They should be very well defined. A lesson plan should not be vague or skimpy on information. The more clear and the more specific and filled with ideas and information, the better. Including all the different requirements for your specific school or district is really important as well. My administration has asked that an essential question and a check for understanding be defined and listed on the board or in the classroom daily. 
So instead of trying to figure that out each morning and writing it on the board, I have it included in a column on my lesson plan for each day that I define beforehand so that I can just look at my lesson plan and use that to write my my check for understanding and my essential question for each day and not have to come up with that each morning. When I write my lesson plans, I write specific questions to ask the students. I write down my ideas for engaging them and for kind of getting things started. I have my specific activities, instructions for those activities, games and exercises. I brainstorm anticipatory sets to start my learning. It's all listed. I don't rely on the spur of the moment to give me my ideas. I have them ready. And if some ideas do come on the spur of the moment, I can add them to my lesson plan when I review it after it's complete. I can actually change my lesson plan on a whim because I have that ability, but I have it written down so that I don't have to rely on that happening when my students are in my face and I'm trying to come up with something. The M in SMART stands for measurable. To make lesson plans measurable, we need to identify what indicators or what would tell us that students have learned the material, including test scores that we would accept as real learning, checking for understanding kind of questions and activities, exercises that would demonstrate to you that the material was learned and processed successfully by your students, adding in a unit of measure and how you will look at that and how you will be able to measure that in your lessons makes sure that you are focused on your outcomes throughout the lesson. It keeps you and the students accountable for the learning, and it allows you to make real choices in the continuation or the cessation of learning on that topic. It kind of tells you, oh, that didn't work because you have data to prove it. Measuring your progress from the get-go allows you to really verify that learning is occurring. Making sure that you are not assuming that the kids know because you asked them if they had any questions and they said no, you are measuring in a real definable way. You're not just saying, okay, do you understand? And they all just sit there quietly. It's really asking them for that output to let you know and that you measure if the learning happened. I've also seen the M in SMART mean meaningful and motivating in addition to measurable. And I like both of those as well. These are great for considering when creating your lesson plans because it helps you to make sure that what you're teaching is meaningful to you and the students, that it lends itself to your outcomes, and that you're trying to find motivating, engaging ways to present that information and learning to the students. The A in SMART stands for attainable. Setting a goal that's too lofty will only hurt you and your students, but setting a goal that's too easy hurts you and your students as well. So we wanna make sure that we're setting a goal within our lesson plan that will help us to use the data we collect to improve our craft. We wanna make sure that we are adjusting and changing and growing as we continue to teach our goals so that they're challenging, exciting, and attainable in such a way to motivate and get our students in action to learn and grow in our different subject areas. The R in SMART stands for relevant. I remember teachers in high school that we knew we could sidetrack. We knew what to ask or talk about to derail the entire lesson and basically get a free day. I also remember the teachers in high school that I knew would not be deviated easily. 
They had goals and outcomes set in their minds. They would not be sidetracked. A relevant lesson plan is one where you have clearly stated your outcomes for the lesson and all the information that you put in the lesson plan leads to that learning outcome. You won't be deviating. You won't be easily sidetracked because you are focused on your outcomes and everything you do in your class will be relevant to that outcome that you're working toward. I know that there are a few fun things that we want or like to do as teachers, but unless it's relevant, should it be part of your lesson? That's something that you kind of need to weed out and decide for yourself. One thing to note with this is that sometimes relationships, bonding, and fun activities are relevant and necessary in our classrooms. Relevant does not eliminate those things that help us build our classroom environment and culture. It does eliminate activities that are not directly related to what we want our students to learn and accomplish. And sometimes learning and accomplishing means that we're building our group, our team, and our culture in the classroom. And that is relevant to what we're learning. And sometimes what we're doing is not relevant at all. And if that's the case, we need to make sure that we are eliminating that practice. The T in SMART stands for timely. Typically with goals, this is referencing a time limit to achieve the goal. And that works with lesson plannings, but it's, it's kind of slightly different with lesson planning goals because there's different things that we time with this. I start my lesson planning by looking at the entire year, and then I look at the different things that we need to learn, and I create units with those things. Then I take the time to lay them out in sequence and put them into time frames throughout the school year. So I'm starting long time, the full year, and breaking it into smaller chunks as I go down. So I start with the full year, and then by the end of my lesson planning, I'm planning day by day, even 15 minutes by 15 minutes. So I start my lesson planning by looking at the different units. I measure the time that I have for each of those units. I time them to fit within the school year. I order them so that I can teach them best and how long I need to have for each set of learning in the material. Is it something that's going to take six weeks to learn? Then I need to plan six weeks for that activity or that lesson. I also have my daily lesson plans where I put in time frames there as well. I have in my lesson plan sometimes do not spend longer than five minutes on this thing because I know if we if we get carried away and we spend longer than five minutes, we're not going to finish the other activities that I want to or need to accomplish that day. So I actually have those things it listed when I need to be timely in my lesson plan. And so it helps me stay on task, helps me stay within my time constraints. And I can gauge for the next time, ooh, I didn't plan enough time for this activity. We really needed 30 minutes, and I only planned for 20. So that's one of those things where I can go back to my lesson plans. I write my little sticky notes with the things telling me some of those time constraints that worked and didn't work for me so that I can make sure that I can be accurate and I can tweak things that need to be tweaked as the time goes on as I teach those lessons over and over again. So when we're creating our SMART lesson plans, we are being specific, we are being measurable, motivating, and meaningful. We are making sure that our lesson plans set attainable goals for us and our students. We're making sure that our lesson plans are relevant to the outcomes we want to achieve, and we're making sure that we are being timely, that we are taking accountability for our time 
and really tracking whether that's being successful or not. A lesson plan is a step-by-step guide that provides a structure for our learning. We also know that a lesson plan is a goal statement for our outcomes and learning that we want in our classrooms. By writing out our lesson plans and focusing on making them smart, we are setting and maintaining a standard of excellence that can be measured, evaluated, and improved. We are setting and maintaining a clear course that can be charted, magnified, and focused on And we're allowing for constant and consistent improvement by reviewing, modifying, and adjusting our plans as needed. Remember, SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Meaningful, and Motivating, Attainable, Relevant, and Timely. Thinking of our lesson plans as a goal-setting process will help us to be better teachers. My goal with Positively Prepped is to help teachers feel balanced, happy, and in control. One great way to do that is to write down our lesson plans and focus on making them smart. When you write down your goals, make them clear and vivid and work to achieve them, you can feel happy, balanced, and in control of all the areas of your life. Thank you for listening to Positively Prepped, a podcast for teachers. Please subscribe and share. It's important to continually focus on balance and improving our practices. That's why I created Positively Prepped, to help teachers to improve themselves, their classrooms, and their lives so that they can create an amazing classroom, leave their work there, and then go home and live a full life, guilt-free. Join me next week as we continue our journey to become Positively Prepped. Remember, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Rebecca.Rodriquez. That's Rodriquez with a Q and not a G. Please feel free to shoot me a message and ask me any questions. Thanks again for listening and see you here next week.